0: The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Let's jazz it
1: up. Let's all get together
2: now.
1: Welcome to the Laura Theodore Podcast. You may know me from my popular television show, Jazzy Vegetarian, where I feature easy and delicious vegan recipes along with tips for living a kinder plant based life. Now I invite you to join me here each week, where I'll welcome amazing guests to share upbeat and informative conversations featuring motivational lifestyle advice and nutritional guidance, plus lots of jazzy-licious recipe ideas. It's all served up with sensational music on the side. Music! So let's get talking. Hello, hello. Welcome to the Laura Theodore Podcast. I am your host, Laura Theodore, and I'm so happy that you've taken the time out of your day to join me today. We have a fantastic show. The holidays are just about here. And of course, I want to wish you good health and happiness throughout the holiday season, but we have a fantastic show. A wonderful author, Lei Shishak, who's just written a great book, Easy Plant-Based Cooking for Two, is going to be here in just a minute, and she's going to talk all about the book and share recipes with us and lots of tips for serving fabulous plant-based vegan food throughout the holiday season. And, uh, of course, season 10 of my television show, Jazzy Vegetarian, Vegan, and Delicious, is airing all across the nation, as well as the program airs on the Create Channel every Sunday and Monday. But let's get to the show. It's now my great honor to welcome Lei Shishak, who is the author of multiple cookbooks. She's a CIA-trained chef, with a certificate in plant-based nutrition from the T. Colin Campbell Center for Nutrition Studies. And Leigh founded Sugar Blossom Bake Shop in San Clemente, California. She's been featured in People, Sunset Magazine, Los Angeles Daily. She's a food editor at All Recipes and has written for Munchery. And I'd like to welcome her to the program right now.
3: How are you today, Lay? I'm doing great. Thank you so much for having me, Laura.
0: Well, thank you so much for writing this book, for sending me this book. I got to tell you, my mom, for the longest time, has been saying, you have to write a cookbook for two. I do have a lot of recipes that are for two people in my books, but I was just so excited when you wrote a whole plant-based cookbook on cooking for two because so many people need this kind of book and it's just it's beautiful. I love the photos, I love the recipes. I'm just so excited. So I just want to get right to it. First of all, you have some wonderful wonderful tips for how you can start a plant-based diet and make it really easy. So I was hoping you'd maybe share with us your three top tips for people that are starting off on a plant-based diet.
3: I'd be happy to. Yeah, you're right. So I've got 10 tips in the book for starting a plant-based diet. I'd say for me, the top three tips were to one, start viewing meat as a side dish because um, for lots of people, let's not turn this into an all or nothing um, change. I think it's easier if we transition to it. So for me being a pretty frequent meat eater, but For turning plant-based, it was a lot simpler if I started to view meat as a side dish, and I'd fill my plate up with three-quarters plants and just maybe a quarter um, meat, and that really helped me. The second tip I'd say is to start eating one plant-based meal a day, or start with meatless Mondays. It's a popular yes. trend. You know, lots of people are doing it. You can feel like you're part of a group. if so You're not doing this alone. Um, so it's really fun, fun to do that. Especially if you can do it with a friend, it's fun to, fun to like share ideas. What are you having this Monday for meatless Monday? So I'd say that's my second tip. And my third tip would be to stick to familiar flavors and presentations. So, um, I give an example in my book, Let's Not Start Day One of Your Plant-Based Journey with a Tofu Egg Scramble and Cashew Cheese Sauce, because that's really odd for someone who has never eaten something like that. Um, so instead, maybe opt for eggless French toast, and I've got a wonderful eggless French toast recipe in my book that I serve with uh, coconut whipped cream and fresh berries.
0: I agree. And, you know, we've talked about this on the television program for so, so many years. And I've talked about it on this podcast so many times. Just start with, like you said, even if you just start with one meal a week and you start with familiar recipes like what you're saying a French toast, a lasagna. Even a meatless right. burger with with french fries, if you dress up a meatless burger and you put you know some vegan cheese on it and all you know all the stuff you normally put on a burger, it tends to be very, very satisfying. Chili's a really easy one to do, and you can't tell the difference. You can't tell it's vegan. So I love those tips they're they're fantastic. Now, for you, you talked a little bit a minute ago about how you used to eat. A lot of meat, and now you are really on the plant-based journey. What inspired you to start on your plant-based journey?
3: So my plant-based journey started in 2020. Um, it was a, you know, Quite a unique year for all of us. Yes, <laughs> but for <laughs> for me, um, it was doubly unique because I had I had owned a bakery for ten years. Um, I opened it in twenty ten, and the lease had ended in March of twenty twenty, and so um, that was a big change for me to let go of uh, my business. And then I was stuck at home, like everyone else in the world. So. Um, I really decided that I wanted to make some changes in my life um, that were going to help me live um, healthier. And I started hearing about plant-based this, plant-based that, that, and I started doing some research and um, began learning more about it. And it really sounded like a very approachable, doable um, way of eating. And so I actually studied and received my certificate in plant-based nutrition and yeah, I loved it. It was great. What a wonderful course at the T. Colin Campbell Institute for Nutrition. Um, uh, at around the same time that I was eating more plant-based foods, um, my book agent had contacted me about um, possibly a next book, and I started talking to her about what I've been cooking in the kitchen, and, and it led to my latest cookbook, which is Easy Plant-Based Cooking for Two.
0: Yes, and that just leads me right into my next question, because, as I said a few minutes ago, my mom and a lot of people have been saying, "Oh, you should write something, you know, cooking for two, because there are so many people that are just cooking for one. Of course, if you cook, you know, if you cook for two and you're just one, that's great because you have leftover for the next night. You don't have to cook again. But there are a lot of people who are looking to, you know, pare down, the amount of people that they're cooking for. And so easy plant-based cooking for two is so fantastic. But how did you think about writing an entire book focusing on small batch cooking and cooking for two?
3: Well, the simplest answer is because I live in a household of two. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. Prior to that, I lived in a household of one for a very long time. So um, I definitely have a lot of experience with it. Um, and then the second reason is that I actually did some research and I discovered that over 60% of U.S. households, um, are two or less. And I, I was kind of blown away by that number because wow. I, I didn't think it would be so high. I thought, I thought maybe 20, 30%, but it was 60%, which to me was, was mind blowing. And, um, I also think that people, you know, these days are very concerned about limiting waste. And so mm-hmm. I felt like cooking for two just made, you know, perfect sense. But I do also want to point out while all the recipes um, have a yield of two servings, this book is also perfectly um, perfect for larger families too, because even families of say four, maybe um, the parents and two kids, Typically, the kids aren't going to eat the same dishes as the parents, so um, this book would be perfect for parents who are maybe interested in starting to incorporate more plants into their diet.
0: Brilliant, brilliant. Also, I do want to say a lot of the recipes are so easy and straightforward. They're very easy to double and make them for four people if you would want to. That's what I found with the book. So it's just so beautifully written. We are talking today with Lei Shishak. She is an incredible uh, talent, easy plant-based cooking for two delicious vegan recipes to enjoy together 80 simple and wholesome dishes. And this is a great book. You want to pick up a copy after the program today. And where can people learn more about you? What is your website?
3: So my website is my name com, and they can also follow me on instagram which again is my name at leishishak
0: fantastic so it's leishishak and it's l-e-i-s-h-i-s-h-a-k.com and i do urge you to go and take a visit uh to Lay's fantastic recipes later on in the program today and that's really a good point Lay, because i, I never thought of that that of course a lot of parents The kids don't eat the same things they eat anyway, no matter what they make. So if they're looking to move toward a plant-based diet, they can make these recipes. Plus, some of them, you know, they might have a little leftover so they can try to get the kids to eat some of it and make them something on the side. That's a really, really good point. I think that... um, You know, for so long, you'd hear about big batch cooking, big batch cooking. That was such a big thing. (laughs) And now, even even me in my household, I mean, you've watched my television program. My my husband, well, he loves to eat. So I can normally (laughs) make... A a recipe for four, which is why so many of my recipes in my cookbooks are for four. Sometimes they're for two, sometimes they're for eight, you know, if I'm preparing them for get-together or something. But Mm -hmm. what I often do is make it for four, and then we have plenty of leftovers the next day because he likes to have something more hearty for lunch, and I don't. So it works out really well that way. But I think that, once again, the great thing about this book is that a lot of us are getting to making certain that we're just buying enough food for what we're going to use. So we're not tossing food away. And you do talk about that a little bit in the book and just talk a little bit about how important it is to not waste food these days, if you would.
3: Yeah, absolutely. Um, There's, There's different ways that you can prevent waste on a plant-based eating program. Um, Definitely, you want to buy seasonally, of course, but then the problem with that is that they can go bad relatively quickly um, in your fridge. So if you stick, though, to low-moisture vegetables, let's say like green beans, cauliflower, even winter greens, they all freeze really well. So if you find that you're not eating them all, you can definitely transfer them to your freezer and store them and they'll stay nice and fresh. Just pull them out the next time you need them. So I use my freezer a lot more than people probably think I do. (laughs) And then the... (laughs) The second way would probably be to buy things in bulk that actually don't go bad uh, Mm -hmm. quickly. So a lot of dried beans, a lot of lentils, oats, nuts, seeds, pastas. You can buy all of those in bulk and definitely save money that way. And then the third Third tip, I'd probably say, which is what I love to do, but I'm a planner. I love to plan my meals each week. So say um, I've got a broccoli dish that I want to make on Tuesday, but I'm only going to use half the head of broccoli. I'm going to make sure by Friday I'm going to use that other half a head of broccoli in something else. Maybe on Tuesday I'm cooking a stir fry with the broccoli, and then maybe on Friday I'm going to do a plant-based bowl with some roasted broccoli on top.
0: Mm-hmm. I, I love those tips. And let me just ask you, because I know a lot of people are probably wondering how you freeze cauliflower and how you freeze beans, green beans, how you would prepare them for the freezer and how exactly you would recommend that we freeze them.
3: So I've always done it the way my mom has always done it. And, you know, whether that's right or not, I'm not sure, but it works. Um, So she blanches them in hot water. So you get a large pot of water um, boiling. As soon as as it's rapidly boiling, you want to toss in the vegetables. So let's just say green beans in this case. Okay. Just let them blanch for maybe one minute at most, you just want that color. Once you see like that bright color, that bright green, you want to take it out and shock it in a bowl of ice water. And then you want to thoroughly dry them. So I I drain them through a colander and then I spread them out on a dish towel and Mm -hmm. I make sure they're completely dry. And then I put them in a resealable plastic bag for the freezer and I store them in the freezer. What a great idea. I, Thank you. <laughs> I, yeah. I I like that.
0: And I've always been very squeamish about trying that, but you said it so clearly there. Everybody, we all got to try that. That's that's really good because those are actually two things that sometimes I do get into my refrigerator and then maybe I get lazy about making the beans or I just end up not making those cauliflower steaks that I was planning on making or I make the cauliflower steaks and then I have, you know, the little ends when you slice your cauliflower steaks and then on the each side you end up with some Uh, cauliflower florets and you know and then they're really not enough to just serve a side serving but to freeze them that's a great idea
3: I love it I love it absolutely And, and your listeners can also check out the National Center for Home Food Preservation that's a website that has a lot of information about stuff like that
0: oh that's great I just love it the name of the book is Easy Plant Based Cooking for Two Delicious Vegan Recipes to Enjoy Together and written by the multi talented Le Shishak. And you took the photos in this book, right? I did. They're so nice. I like them. Thank you. I I take my photos, too, these days, and I like them to be very, very colorful, and I feel um, that that's what you do, too, and that's really appetizing to me, and I know it will be to our listeners here. Now, the holiday season is here. It is here. Oh, my gosh. And Next week. Yeah, yeah. It can be such a super, super stress time for so many of us. And even for me being vegan for so, so, so many years, it's always challenging when you're going to be sharing a plant-based holiday meal with other people. And then for us, a lot of times it is just the two of us. I was hoping you could share a tip or two for creating a plant-based holiday supper
3: just for two. Sure. Yeah. I mean, the you know, I would love for people to buy my book for the holidays because I, I know I'm a little biased, but I think it has some great recipes in it for the holidays. Yeah. Um, you know, it's got beverages, it's got sides, it has entrees, um, appetizers, and desserts. So there's you know, you can definitely plan a whole meal for two, plant based meal for two, with with my cookbook. Um, in particular, I know something that that I'm going to be making this holiday from my cookbook is the chickpea, quote unquote, meatloaf. And uh, it's one of my favorite recipes. And in the book, I do bake it in a loaf pan, which you can certainly do. But I've also, for special occasions and special dinners, I've just, I've baked it in a muffin pan. So they're kind of like individual servings. Yep. I do that too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I just played up two little, you know, mounds of it, per serving and just decorated with, you know, beautiful vegetables or salads on the sides. And, um, it's perfect for the holidays and it feels really special because it's an individual serving as opposed, as opposed to one large, um, chickpea loaf. So, um, yeah. I mean, that would definitely be, be my, my first And you could freeze second. that, right? Couldn't you freeze oh, yeah. that? Yeah. Yeah.
0: That's yeah. That's great. I love that. I, I I I just have to interject because I'm so excited because as you know, season 10 of Jazzy Vegetarian started last week and yes. um, in season 10, well, this is the first time this is being announced. Actually. I have a meatloaf muffin recipe, just like what you're <gasps> talking about. It's not chickpeas, oh but yeah, I know. And it's, it is it's so great because when I'm cooking just for my husband and I it's perfect cuz you can have well he'll have two and I'll have one but <laughs> then you have but then you have the leftovers it also makes great sandwiches it freezes I I love that idea for a holiday supper and I love it for a holiday supper whether it's 2 or whether it's 10 it's a great idea lay
3: that, that's so, that's so great. I'm glad you mentioned that it it can be for two or it can be 10. And, and I love that. And it can yeah. definitely also be made ahead too. So um, you're not stressed out on the actual holiday. If you want to make it the day before, it's perfectly fine to warm up in the oven.
0: Yeah, that's great. That's great. And what do you serve on the side with that beautiful loaf, chickpea loaf, muffin loaf?
3: So, I really love to serve it with my stewed green beans, which, are also, which also happen to be in this cookbook, mm-hmm. <laughs> but they're slow stewed um, with grated tomatoes and garlic and veggie broth, and it's a super simple recipe, but when you stew them slowly, they just, they melt in your mouth when they're prepared, and um, I think they go really well with the textural contrast of the chickpea loaf. Mm-hmm. And what about dessert? Oh, gosh. Okay, so... oh. Uh, I mean, I love, um, the desserts are my background. You know, I'm a trained pastry chef. So um, there's definitely um, a ton of desserts to choose from. As far as from the book, my favorites might be the chocolate pudding parfaits that I I have in there. Um, I agree. They are tofu-based, and um, they're flavored with cinnamon, and uh, they've got a coconut whipped cream on top, and it's delicious. I do love the blueberry lavender crisp as well. And um, I know last Christmas, I made the caramel bread puddings, uh, which are in the book as well.
0: You took the words out of my mouth. I was going to say, (laughs) I love that caramel bread pudding for a holiday dessert. I think that's fantastic. But those are the three I would have chosen as well. Of course, you know, I love making a tofu pudding, chocolate pudding dessert on the holidays. Mm -hmm. That's one of my go-tos too. Now, another one that I saw that I just think is fabulous for the holiday season is your pea tapenade because it's that beautiful green and then you could just um you know maybe do some roast red peppers on the top or something to garnish it so you've got that green and you've got that red really really a beautiful holiday presentation so i was hoping you'd actually talk about that recipe and maybe share the ingredients and how you came up with that with us today and by the way everybody after the program that recipe Leigh has been kind enough to share that recipe with us, and it is going to be on the website at jazzyvegetarian.com, so you're all going to be able to go there, get a link to buy her book, and learn more about her and get this recipe. But talk a little bit about that pea tapenade recipe, if you would, please.
3: Yeah, I'm happy to. So this you asked what inspired it. So I actually had a pea tapenade for the first time at a local wine bar, and I was just blown away by how delicious it was. Um, I was unable to get the recipe, (laughs) so I uh, was determined to come up with it on my own. So. The way I made it, um, it's so simple. You just take frozen peas and put them in a strainer, and you just want to defrost them slightly under warm tap water. And what you're going to do is take half of the peas, and you're going to blend it in a food processor with some fresh basil, some extra virgin olive oil, some vegan Parmesan, garlic, lemon juice, salt, and pepper. Super simple. Just blend it until it's totally smooth, and then you're going to fold in those remaining peas, and you're just going to pulse it until it's just rough chopped. Because you want it—you don't want it totally smooth like a puree. You want it to have a little texture, and um, you'll find that it has wonderful flavor. Um, people are always suppl- surprised by the basil notes that are in it, and um, like you said, it's it's beautifully bright green, and it's just—it's perfect for the holidays. It's great. Um, with crackers uh, or on any type of like grazing board, it's a really nice touch. You know
0: what I just thought of when you were um, talking about the recipe for the holidays? It would be cool to get those little tiny mini red peppers, the little baby peppers, and slice them in half longwise, and then just oh. fill each tiny pepper with that pea tapenade. That would be really pretty. That would be yummy yes. too. Yes, that's such a great idea. I love it. Oh, wow. You are fantastic. Everybody, the name of the book, Easy Plant-Based Cooking for Two. We've been talking today with Leigh Shishak, And Lei, this went by so quickly. We're going to have to do this again. I just want to thank you so much for being here. And I'm wishing you and your family a happy and a healthy holiday season.
3: Same to you. Thank you so much.
0: Thank you. Well, that was the fabulous Leigh Shishak easy
1: plant-based cooking for two. And I know you're going to want to visit her website at laysheeshack.com after the program today. And of course, you can visit jazzyvegetarian.com because you're going to find her fantastic pea tapenade recipe on our blog this week. It is the perfect recipe to serve for the holidays. It's really easy, so colorful, just a great, great recipe. And speaking of jazzyvegetarian.com, yes, you want to visit there after the show and get Lay's recipe, but also get all of our wonderful recipes from all the seasons of the television show, 10 seasons of the television show now. So there's over 500 recipes on the website. You can find all my cookbooks there. We've got some wonderful holiday cookbook combos where you can save over $20 on a combo. Makes the perfect gift and, uh, well, just check it out find links to this podcast, listen to other podcasts. There's just so many things to do there. You can watch videos. I could go on and on and on, but it's lots of fun. JazzyVegetarian.com. And do be sure to tune in to season 10 of Jazzy Vegetarian, which is airing in many cities across the country. You can find that schedule on our website, but also season five and soon season seven of Jazzy Vegetarian is going to be airing on the Create channel every Sunday and Monday. So we do hope you will tune in for that. Well, I know you've been waiting for it. Holidays are here, so easy and delicious recipes are, uh, oh, there's something that you might be looking for. And here's another one. Uh, It's my guacamole mini peppers. And that's why I was mentioning to Leigh before that her pea tapenade dip would be great served in mini peppers. But this is my recipe that I created many, many, many years ago. They're really simple nibbles and they're perfect to serve for a Christmas party. I just had to share it. I uh, do cheat a little bit. I use pre-made guacamole sometimes, but it's so easy to make guacamole and you're going to find that super quick guacamole recipe, which I'm going to share with you right now, right on our website. It's our smoky and spicy guacamole And it's going to be served in mini peppers. I like to use red for Christmas. I like to use red for Valentine's Day. And then if I serve this for New Year's Eve or New Year's Day, I like to use a variety of colors those little mini peppers, the orange, the red, and the yellow. It's really, really festive. As a matter of fact, the first time I served this recipe, I served it for game day. My sister and my brother in law came over, and my husband and my brother in law wanted to watch the game. Actually, my sister wanted to watch it too so this was really a nice little uh, snack that I served them very festive looking very fun and it was eaten up immediately so this is a good one folks it makes six servings and you're going to start off with my smoky and spicy guacamole which is two large ripe avocados two tablespoons of freshly squeezed lemon juice one small clove of garlic minced one teaspoon of chili powder half a teaspoon of smoked paprika, quarter teaspoon of sea salt, plus more to taste if you like, and an eighth of a teaspoon of cayenne pepper. And then you're just going to peel, pit, and rough chop the avocados. Put the chopped avocados, lemon juice, garlic, chili powder, smoked paprika, sea salt and cayenne in a medium-sized bowl and mash, mash, mash away with a potato masher or a large fork works. And then all you do is you take one package, about eight ounces of those mini sweet peppers that you can get in the grocery store, and you put a heaping tablespoon of guacamole into each pepper half of course what you need to do is take each little pepper slice it lengthwise scoop out those little seeds it's really really quick and easy and you just put a tablespoon of that guacamole into each pepper half and then sprinkle the top with some more of that chili powder or the smoked paprika That's the whole thing. Really, really easy. You're going to find that recipe at JazzyVegetarian.com. That's JazzyVegetarian.com, episode 603. That's episode six hundred three. Well, it's time for holiday music, and the music this week is one of my very, very favorite holiday tracks, and it's "Fa La La" by Jim Brickman featuring Olivia Jade Archbold, and it's just a great track. So here it is: "Fa La La." Bum, bum.
2: It's Christmas fa la 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 The church bells chime Fa-la-la-la-la-la la we are celebrating love It's Christmas time Snow is falling on our nose Underneath the mistletoe Twinkling lights are green and golden red Looking so pretty All around the world, boys and girls are caroling You can almost hear the angels when they sing
3: Fa la, la
2: la 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 la, it's Christmas. Fa la la, la, la the church bells chime. Fa la la la. la we're celebrating love. It's Christmas in the world looks beautiful. Church bells chime
1: Spa La La by Jim Brickman featuring Olivia Jade Archbold. What a great track. Thanks for sharing that with us, Jim. And I want to thank you for being with us here today because without you, there would be no show. Make sure to join us here on this podcast every Wednesday at mindbodyspirit.fm. They've got so many great podcasts, but I do hope you're going to listen to this one each and every week. So until next time, be happy be healthy, and be well. From me, Laura Theodore, a.k.a. The Jazzy
2: Vegetarian.
3: Life is hard, and sometimes you need a little help and guidance. I'm Laura West, host of a Guided Life podcast podcast, and I believe that help is all around us. We just have to ask for it. The universe has a way of guiding us forward with the help of our past loved ones, angels, spirit guides, and ascended masters. On the podcast, I love to explore these ideas with incredible guests and let people know that they are never alone. Make sure you subscribe and follow so you can join me on this journey. Part of the MindBodySpirit.fm network and wherever you get your podcasts.